the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm taking a few days off, so we're rerunning some of your favorite programs of the past. I'll be back on Monday, live, Monday the 19th. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, August the 30th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On August 30, 2021, the United States completed its withdrawal from Afghanistan. None of us have forgotten that, if we're reminded at least. It ended America's longest war with the Taliban back in power, completely, thoroughly back in power, with some of our most advanced military equipment left scattered across that barren land of Afghanistan. The Taliban said there would be a new government. It said it would be different. They would embrace some of the principles of the West. That was a lie, of course, and Afghanistan is right where it was the day we entered that country with the Taliban thoroughly in charge. And women, their rights are disappearing like a cloud on a hot day. Today in 1861, Union General John C. Fremont, Fremont has left his footprints around the Northwest as well, but he instituted martial law in Missouri and he declared slaves there to be free. But Fremont's emancipation order was countermanded by President Abraham Lincoln. He said, no, it's going to be a constitutional matter. Today in 1963, the hotline communications link between Washington and Moscow went into operation. Today in 1945, U.S. General Douglas MacArthur, he arrived in Japan to set up Allied Occupation Headquarters. And today in 1997, Americans received word of the car crash in Paris that claimed the lives of Princess Diana, her boyfriend, that Dowdy Fayed, remember him? His dad owns the Herods, among other things, a very wealthy family in their Muslim family, but they're very wealthy. And uh, he owns Herods in London and a number of other things. It's a store, probably some of you have been in there. I have been in this store years ago. Their driver, Henry Paul, he was killed as well. Actually, it happened on August 31st, but it was August 31st where the crash happened, but it was August 30th here when we started hearing about it. Five years ago today, a federal judge in Texas temporarily blocked most of a new state law that would have let police officers ask people during routine stops whether they were in the country legally. The law also threatened sheriffs with jail time for not cooperating with federal immigration authorities. The crackdown on sanctuary cities took effect the following March after a federal appeals court upheld the law. I don't know where we got the idea that people can just drift into this country illegally and start voting. I understand why the left is pushing it, the Democrats. I know why they want that. But how have we allowed this to get to this point and progress to this point? Well, one of the reasons is 
by not electing the right people to office all the way down from the White House to the local, you know, government. I mean, that's why how we get to these kinds of situations. We have some really explosive circumstances kind of pending in this country today. I want to talk to you a little bit about it, but let me just share a verse that I like. It's from Zephaniah. You don't hear a lot of people quoting Zephaniah often, but we should perhaps more often. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. That is the Lord speaking to his people through his word, his infallible, inspired word. We call it the Bible. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is once again assuming the role of pastor and theologian. She's proclaiming that, quote, it's sinful that they would be able to say to women what they think women should be doing with their bodies. No, this wasn't last year. It was last Friday. Nobody would care what Nancy Pelosi thinks. I certainly wouldn't. Except that if she were not Speaker of the House and second in line to the presidency, should the vice president be unable to serve in the absence of the president. Not only does the left twist and abuse scripture, but they twist and abuse language and words as well. I want to talk to you a little bit about that this morning, but I also want to mention this morning some things that are playing out on the news as we speak, and they pro- this probably will not get much attention in the secular mainstream media, whatever you want to call it, those people, because this doesn't fit their narrative, and it, it makes them look a little bit bad if they reported um, with any integrity, which they won't. But they will craft something, perhaps, and touch on this, but they'll leave a very different impression than what is actually happening. Republican South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, he warned on Sunday that riots could ensue if former President Donald Trump is prosecuted in the wake of the raid on on his Mar-a-Lago home. Now, Lindsey Graham hasn't always been supportive of Trump. For a long time, he wasn't at all. Then he became quite supportive, and then he was kind of back and forth on certain issues. And he hasn't been like all in in support of, in his support of Trump. But he was talking to Trey Gowdy, who used to be a senator. He's uh, now got a show on Fox. And Graham was talking to him on Sunday, and I saw this, and they were talking about the uh, – all right, I saw a clip of it. I didn't watch the show, but – uh, they had a, a clip of he was they were talking about uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of, of Facebook. And I talked about that a couple of different days. I talked about it last week, actually, and I mentioned it again yesterday. But Graham, they were talking about the disinformation ahead of the Hunter Biden laptop story being released in October of 2020, just before the election and how that didn't happen. The, the press shut it down. The New York Post led with that story back in 2020. And they said, man, this is a big deal. I mean, I'm paraphrasing them, of course. But they said, this is a big deal. And, and the nation needs to know about this 
because there's all this back and forth. And Joe Biden was saying, oh, I don't know anything about what my son is doing. And he knew everything about what he was doing. And he was involved in it. He was meeting with people and all of this stuff. So there were those folks among us that felt like the public should know the truth about this. Well, the press disagreed. And they buried the story. And Mark Zuckerberg was right in the parade with his Facebook, which is is influential, and Twitter and all the other social media. And he was saying, yeah, yeah, let's kill the story, which they did. They wouldn't allow it. It was misinformation. So anyway, they were talking, Trey Gowdy and uh, Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, they were talking about this on this show on Sunday. And Graham said... Lindsey Graham, a senator, senior senator in in our U.S. Senate, he said, most Republicans, including me, believes when it comes to Trump, there is no law. It's all about getting him. There is a double standard when it comes to Trump. I'm quoting Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox. He said, what happened with Hunter Biden is that the FBI weighed in to make sure the story didn't break before the 2020 election. We now have whistleblowers at the FBI telling Senator Chuck Grassley that they were told to slow down and back off Hunter Biden. And he said, I'll say this. If there is a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, there will be riots in the street, Graham said. If they tried to prosecute President Trump, or if they, yeah, if they tried to prosecute President Trump for mishandling classified information after Hillary Clinton set up a server in her basement, there literally will be riots in the street. I worry about the country. That was picked up by the news, and they are now, the news is kind of suggesting, I saw a couple of stories this morning, and that's why I mentioned it. I'm not trying to defend Graham, but I'm trying to get the truth, turn the light on a little bit here. They're suggesting that Graham was calling for or suggesting for in some kind of a code language that there should be a riot should they charge Trump with anything. Now, I'm sure people would riot without Graham encouraging them to or ordering them to, as one piece said that I read this morning. He's not ordering anybody to do anything. He's concerned about our country, and so am I. This is bigger than Donald Trump, and there is brewing an explosion that these people, they don't see it coming, some of them. They really don't, and they're feeding the fire. They're putting gasoline on the fire, as they say. And Lindsey Graham is right. If they keep pushing this, I mean, aside from whatever you think about Trump, whether you voted for him or you didn't or you didn't wish you wouldn't, whatever— This is beyond that. I mean, certainly Trump is a major feature in this whole chaotic condition we find ourselves in today. But I will tell you that there is brewing something that we have not seen in our lifetime. The Vietnam War and all of the protests could end up looking like a Sunday school class. If this thing keeps going as it is, I, the stuff I'm, I don't have time to talk about all the things I read in, in preparation for this program, but boy, what I'm seeing is troubling, and I am too concerned for the country. The New York Post 
says this morning that a top FBI agent at the Washington field office reportedly resigned from his post this last week, but it was just made public today. After facing intense scrutiny over allegations, he helped shield Hunter Biden from criminal investigations into his laptop and business dealings. Timothy uh, Thebolt, Thebolt, I think that's how you pronounce it, Thebolt, the, the guy, that's the FBI assistant special agent in charge. He was allegedly forced out after he was accused of political bias in handling of probes involving President Biden's son. Sources are telling the Washington Times and other newspapers this story. The agent was escorted out of the field office by at least two headquarters-looking types last Friday, the sources say. But they didn't tell the news, and the news media that knew about it didn't report it. This Thibault or Thibault, Thibault and, the, and the FBI didn't respond to the post, the New York Post, we're requesting for more comment or more information on Monday, yesterday, but they won't respond. This Thibault is a 25-year veteran. He had already been on leave for a month after the top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Chuck Grassley, started raising concerns about, he said, I have legitimate whistleblowers like employees at the, at the uh, FBI. He said, coming to me officially on the record under oath, and they're claiming that the FBI obstructed its own investigations into Hunter Biden. In a letter to the FBI director, Christopher Wray, in July, Grassley began to raise this issue. And he wrote this letter, and he said he, he mentioned this Thibault and an FBI supervisory intelligence analyst, Brian Oughton, who allegedly were involved in a scheme to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter. In other words, if it was negative, it might hurt Biden's election chances. They just killed the story. In fact, it went beyond that. Thibault allegedly ordered the matter closed without providing a valid reason, which is required by FBI guidelines and protocols. And subsequently, this guy tried, uh, uh, attempted to improperly mark the matter in FBI systems so that it could never, ever be opened in the future, <laughs> I talked to you last week. I mentioned Mark Zuckerberg a couple of times. I mean, he too said, well, the FBI told us it was misinformation. All of this stuff is starting to fit together now. It's exactly, I mean, what Trump said it was. And what most of us folks out here across the country, what we thought it looked like. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to begin to see, man, what's going on here? And most of us have figured that out, some of us, quite some time ago. Proverbs 29, verses 2, 3, and 4 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. There's a mourning in the country. I'm not... I'm not saying that Joe Biden is wicked. I'm saying that his policies are wicked. And Nancy Pelosi's policies are wicked. And they are almost always contrary to the word of God. Let me be very clear about that. But the Bible says in verse 3, 
Whosoever loveth wisdom rejoiceth his father, but he that keepeth company with harlots spendeth his substance. Prodigal son comes to mind when we read that verse of scripture. Verse 4 says, The king by judgment establisheth the land, but he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it. Gifts are bribes, illegal enrichment. When this is happening by the leaders of a nation, the king, Proverbs calls it him, that can ruin a nation when the leaders are on the take. And that's where we are today, apparently, from what the news is saying. I understand what I'm saying is a little a little bit on the edge, I mean, but I'm saying that's what the news media is saying at this moment, as we speak on this Tuesday morning. Interestingly enough, The Guardian, which is far left, they're a news source out of out of Europe, but they have big office, big operation here in the United States. But they're saying in an article this morning that more than 40% of Americans think civil war is likely within the coming decade. Of course, they're blaming the Republicans, and that's what the whole story is about. But they took this poll. The poll was, uh, the research was done by YouGov and The Economist. The Economist is far left, but nonetheless, they're pretty prominent. They have a lot of readers and a lot of influence. But they, they have taken polls that coincide with this poll that The Guardian is quoting this morning. 40% of Americans think war likely, civil war, within a decade. Boy, these are perilous times. There's no question about that. One of the evidences of what I've just been talking about, about the ungodliness, the people, I'm not talking about getting Mother Teresa as president or whomever, president of the United States. I'm not talking about somebody who fasts and prays 24-7 to be president of the United States. I'm talking about someone who recognizes the importance of the principles upon which our nation was founded. I'm talking about someone who recognizes that there are eternal values and eternal principles, and yes, they are rooted in in the Word of God. Because all of this other stuff is relativistic. I mean, the Pelosi's, the Biden's, the Barack Obama's, all these people on the left, Hillary Clinton is floating around somewhere in there, but... All of these people on the left, they keep changing the rules and changing the values. And they keep even changing the language that we use to speak and to communicate. I'll tell you. Anyway, back to Nancy Pelosi. For the leftists, their humanistic worldview, all means are justified because the end in their mind to make progress. They use that phrase just repeatedly. Like, well, we made progress. We made progress. Vice President Kamala Harris flew down there to watch the launch of that rocket over the weekend, which didn't launch, and they've got a problem with it. It seems like everywhere she goes, things are not working out well. There, In fact, there was an article in the news that said Kamala's curse. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know about a curse, but it, it does seem that everywhere she shows up, there's... It, Things go wrong. Maybe they were going to anyway. I don't know. But anyway, uh, she went down there to make a speech, and she wanted to make a speech that this was about this rocket launch that didn't happen. It got scrubbed. 
for technical difficulties and so on. She was going to make this speech, and she was going to say that uh, that this flight, this space flight, not this one, but the one that will follow this one with people in it, uh, is about putting the first black man on the moon and the first woman. And that what what it was all about. And I, I thought, man, what a narrow view. I mean, let's hope it's beyond that. I mean, black man, white man, woman. I mean, sure, that's great. But what about really focusing on the agenda here that we have while well, China and Russia and other countries are racing to try to get dominance over the United States in, a, in, the, in the scheme of the world? But it didn't happen. So what she did was she started laughing, but she told, said to the microphone and the people that were there, and there was quite a large crowd there to see the launch, not to see her. But what she said was, she said, we're making progress. She said, great work has been done. I'm quoting her. And we're making progress. They're always making progress because they don't have any fixed values. And if they're, quote, unquote, making progress, they can change the rules when they need to change the rules. They can re-identify words to mean something very different. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi spoke on Friday that was Women's Equality Day, and yet they're saying, no, 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 we don't want equality, we want equity. But no, this was Equality Day because that fits the agenda of this meeting she was speaking at. She was a featured speaker in uh, San Francisco, I think it was. But it was a national thing. And it was uh, a reproductive health roundtable discussion is what they called it. There was a pretty big crowd of people there. Was that, oh, yeah, it was at the University of California at San Francisco. She was describing efforts to restrict abortion as sinful. She said, I'm quoting the Speaker of the House, who is a devout Catholic by her own testimony. She says, it's sinful. It's wrong that they would be able to say to women what they think women should be doing with their lives and their bodies. Pelosi made these remarks after this uh, representative, Jackie Spear, she's a Democrat from California, she discussed what she called government-mandated pregnancy and her hope that the United States would be able to extend medication abortion past 10 or 11 weeks. They can't let it go. They are obsessed. They are possessed with the idea of killing unwanted, unborn children. As Spear continued, she said, the fact that we have a government now on a federal level that is mandating pregnancy, government-mandated pregnancy, she, she affirmed. She said it flies in the face of every personal freedom for which our country was founded. Well, actually, it doesn't. Our country wasn't founded for the purpose of killing unwanted, unborn children. That's a pagan, barbaric kind of activity. It's spoken of in the Old Testament. It's spoken of in the oldest historic records that we have. People who are barbaric do those kinds of things. Civilized people don't kill unwanted children. Pelosi responded to that comment. She said, but one word that pervades through all of the discussion was the word justice. She said the fact that this is such an assault on women of color and women of lower income families, it's just sinful. It's sinful. She quoted, said again, I'm quoting her. It's wrong that they would be able to say to a woman 
what they think women should be doing with their lives and their bodies, but it's sinful, the injustice of it all. And then the other woman came back and affirmed her, and it went back and forth like that for quite some time. Pelosi has a history, much like President Biden, of repeatedly claiming to be a devout Catholic, while they advance policies that are diametrically opposed to the Bible and to God's Word. That is deception in the highest level. I want to talk to you just for a moment this morning about twisting words. Reproductive care is not about producing anything. It's about having babies. It's about abortion or preventing pregnancies. They have completely twisted the whole idea of reproduction. Reproduction care is about killing unwanted babies now. Robert Knight was speaking recently, and I quote him from time to time. He said, gender-affirming or gender-confirming policies do not verify actual genders. He said, instead, they deny biology and elevate delusions into enforced falsehoods. They should be called gender-denying policies, but yet, he said, here are terms used by a daily male, male medical writer who opposes these experiments on children. Poison, mutilate, sterilize, all of these all of these words are being used and they're being transformed into other things that mean things that are contrary to the meaning of the word. With respect to the marriage, respect for marriage act, it's the latest example of the left's outright line. The bill that would repeal the Federal Defense of Marriage Act is a full-throated attack on the essence of marriage for thousands of years, and yet Republicans voted for that, some of them. It's a full-throated attack on the essence of marriage for thousands of years. Marriage was never, ever considered anything in the oldest history and historical accounts we have. Never, ever considered as anything other than the union of a man and a woman. But all of a sudden, these enlightened people came on the scene. They arrived in recent decades. And now... Marriage is whatever it needs to be. You can marry whom you love. If you love your dog, marry your dog or whatever. I'll tell you, that bill was introduced as a response to Clarence Thomas' concurring opinion in the Dobbs case that overturned Roe v. Wade recently. But he was talking about the fact that in his reasoning, he said some of the other laws, so-called rights that we have, should be revisited. And he mentioned like, well, like same-sex marriage. Well, this triggered moaning and wailing on the other side from the left, along with personal attacks on, of course, on Thomas and his wife, Jenny. I mean, all-out personal attack. Ironically, there's respect for Marriage Act. The chief sponsor is New York Democrat Jerry Nadler, who says, and I quote him, he says, quote, perverting marriage will establish equality and liberty. Perverting marriage will establish quality and liberty. He actually said that. <laughs> I, I I had to read it twice, and then I came back and read it again. Did he really? Yeah, oh, yeah, he said that. Twisting words is the oldest seduction known to man. It began in the Garden of Eden. It continues today. I was going to tell you a story about a pier that's being built in New Jersey, I, I don't have to, time today to tell you the story, but it's pretty amazing. The fact that it was shaped, it is shaped, it's being built by a Methodist, a conservative Methodist 
camp meeting uh, place, and it, it's kind of shaped like a cross. So people are giving them all kinds of grief about that, and they didn't even you know intend to make it look like a cross. I'm out of time. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.